Thank you for having me. Um, it's just so lovely to be here with you. As Patrick says, um, I said, I am Pippa and I work as pastoral care and seniors minister here at Holy Trinity. So what that means is um, I'm responsible for coordinating um, and looking out for those perhaps who are bereaved or who aren't very well. Um, maybe those who are struggling on different levels. Um, we all struggle from time to time, I know. I usually go to the 11.15 service um, on a Sunday morning, so I've been let out this evening, um, and it's wonderful to be with you. I'm conscious I would normally move my hair, but I don't want to bang this thing. Um, the 11.15 service tends to be made up of older people. Um, in fact, I often sit next to somebody who is 100 years old. He is absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, it's, but it's just great to be with you here this evening at 6.30. And I thought I would dress for the occasion and I'm wearing a hoodie because I wouldn't probably wear that at 11.15. <laughs> As you know, um, we've begun this year in our sermon series by focusing on our purpose statement, which is to encounter, celebrate, and share God's transforming love. And also we're looking at our five values um, over the, the Sunday services over the next month or so. And today I've been, um, I'm delighted to have been asked to share a little bit about one of our values, which is loving and generous community. Well, I say delighted, um, initially I was a bit terrified if I'm really honest I've never done a sermon before I'm not a vicar so um but Patrick was very gracious and said that I could just give a talk and I think I feel a bit happier thinking I'm just giving a talk rather than a sermon and I guess a sermon is a talk but what I am delighted about is to be speaking about this particular topic I promise you all our values are wonderful um can you remember what they are Two weeks ago, Richard, I think, spoke about the first value at the 6.30, which was daily distinctive disciples. And then last Sunday at the 6.30, Ada spoke about being proactive in mission. We'll be looking at others all involved and connecting with God. But this evening, as I've said, we're focusing on loving and generous community. And that's something that's very dear to my heart. The New Testament is packed with examples of how the new growing church lived together in a loving and generous community, reaching out in generosity to those around. And this was their loving response to God's love and generosity to them. Many of the verses I've been reading as I've been thinking about this evening, um, there are many, highlight just how much God loves us and how much he wants us to love him and those around us. And I think when we really grasp this, we can take God's love to others and show generosity to them. And I would like to pick out just two short passages to look at with you this evening from the Bible. Um, the first is Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40. And here, Jesus is answering a Pharisee who was an expert in Jewish law and who was trying to test Jesus with the following question. 
You don't have to have it up. Um, And this is what it says. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And I think what Jesus is saying here is that our love for others is in response to and is powered by our love for God. And a fundamental way to, that we can demonstrate and live out our love for God is by the love, care and generosity we show those around us. So Jesus is telling us if there are just two things in our lives that we should be doing, one should be to love God and the other is to love our neighbour, to show care and love and generosity to those in our community around us. But where do we find the strength to do this? And in particular, the heart to enable us to do this. Well, the second passage I'd like us to look at is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. Again, very short, but famously known as the fruits of the Spirit. So I'll just read that verse to you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this passage helps us to understand that these fruit will come naturally from a life spent loving God, from a life filled by his Holy Spirit. We won't need to strain or work really hard at it. It will just come like apples grow on an apple tree. They just grow. It's an amazing passage, isn't it? And, but sometimes I think it's hard to see how we can be all these things. We're not perfect, and I don't know about you, but I sometimes think it's quite hard to be peaceful or kind or to exercise self-control. We're fundamentally selfish and self-absorbed. I know from my own experience that it's not until I fully realize how much I'm loved by God, until I fully comprehend and kind of understand in my head that God loves me and has been so unbelievably generous to me, it's overwhelming. When I realize that I am fully known and loved, then I can begin to kind of receive it in my heart. And then this, in turn, helps me to share his love and uh, generosity with those around me. As many of you know, I have had the privilege of setting up and being involved in setting up Connections, which is our weekly group for seniors in and around Claygate at church. And as Connections has grown over the years um, and the community around it has developed, the overriding comment that people make 
guests, well, actually, and volunteers, week in, week out, the overriding comment, I would say, is how wonderful it feels to be known and valued and loved. Now, I know that this is due um, to the love and the care that they receive from the extraordinary team of volunteers we have. Right from the very beginning, we prayed that Connections would be a place of love and care for our older friends, where they would be gently introduced um, to Jesus and where they would be able to experience his love for themselves and the difference he can make to their lives. You see, love and care, I believe, is catching. It's infectious. If someone is kind and hospitable to you, or if somebody shows you love and care, how does that make you feel? I know that if somebody does that to me, it makes me far more likely to want to be the same back um, and also to be able to give it away to others. I remember um, many years ago, Steve and I um, used to go to the vineyard, Southwest London Vineyard Church, and we were in the most wonderful home group. And I was working it out about 22 years ago. It feels a long time ago now. Um, but the couple that ran this home group um, made a huge impression on me. Um, they were so kind, so loving, so hospitable, so generous. It was the most lovely group, and we really used to look forward to it every week. We were new to the church at the time, but we were always made to feel very, very welcome. And this amazing couple did this for everybody. You know how it's easy to be kind and caring to lovely people? You know, it's easy to be friendly and lovely to your best friend, isn't it? Because they're lovely, probably. Um, It's not too difficult to be able to do that. Well, what really struck me about this particular couple was that they had loads of friends, but they were all different, and they weren't necessarily like them. They weren't necessarily... The friends weren't kind and hospitable, particularly. But they... um, Yeah, this couple just loved people, though. And people loved being around them. And they brought the best out in people. And I suspect that this is how Jesus was when he was on the earth, when he was physically on the earth. In fact, I know this is how he was. He would mix with everybody, wouldn't he? He'd mix with tax collectors, prostitutes, people from all sorts of different backgrounds. He loved people. He had his father's heart. What a role model I think Jesus is for us. If only we could be a bit more like him. Thinking about Jesus, I like thinking about Jesus. Um, As we know, he would regularly retreat from the crowds to spend time with his father. And I think this is something we need to learn also. We need to learn to take ourselves off to be with him, to allow him to rub off on us. The more we allow ourselves to be loved by him, the more we will be filled up with his love, which, without us even necessarily realizing it, will flow out to those around us. So things like love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control will rub off on us and we will become more like him. And that's what we long for, isn't it? That's certainly what I long for. I really don't think we can manufacture these things on our own. I know I can't. I like to think of the analogy of a little car going along the road. It's okay and it works well when the petrol tank is full. But when the car gets a bit low on petrol and fuel, it begins to struggle and falter. It cannot continue if it doesn't pull over to the garage and be filled up with more petrol. The petrol is what powers the car on. And we need to do this too, don't we, regularly? Pull over to the garage and be filled up. Then we're ready to get back on the road and do the job that we're intended to do. And in our case, if we love the Lord to share his love and kindness with those around us. That's that's what he wants us to do. In my experience, I feel one of the most effective ways of sharing God's transforming love with those around us is by getting alongside others, listening, practically helping if necessary, being kind and loving, generous and hospitable. And in the community of Claygate, I believe that this is a wonderful way of reaching people. Certainly in the case of connections, this is what we do. Over time, trust is built and people are far more likely to ask about why we do what we do and what makes us different. And then the door is open to share more about the difference Jesus can make to their lives. I was chatting with some of the staff team the other day in the office, and we were talking about a little quote, possibly attributed to Francis of Assisi, and it's this. Preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. Whoever did write this, I think, was onto something. Preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. Now, I don't think we can preach the gospel without words. That is certainly not what I'm saying. We, of course, need to be bold and back up our actions with the right words and preach the gospel. We need to walk and talk. But if our actions don't match up to the words that we use, I don't think we're going to get very far when it comes to encountering, celebrating and sharing God's transforming love. What we really don't want is for us to beat ourselves up about this, though, because we might be feeling, well, I could never be kind and caring um, and generous and loving. It's just not me. Um, It doesn't come naturally to me. That's for so-and-so. I'm not that. I'm not like that. I never could be. And the the thing is, it's really not about us. Um, It is about our wonderful, loving, amazingly generous incredible God who loves each one of us so, so much. 
So much so, he even sent his precious son, Jesus, to die the most unimaginably terrible death so that we could come to his father and be forgiven for all the awfulness that that we do. I think it's possibly hard for us to try and act like a loving and generous community and therefore encounter, celebrate and share God's transforming love if we have not fully grasped what a loving and generous God we have, how much he loves us and how much he longs for us to love him and those around us to be his ambassadors, if you like. I sense today that the Lord would like to very gently allow us to give him some space, to allow him to speak to us, to allow ourselves to experience his love and his care. One of the very special things about God is this, I think. He is a perfect gentleman. He always waits to be invited. He never pushes us. He loves it, though, when we ask him to come and speak to us. There's a lovely verse in the Bible, which I really love, and um, it's in James chapter 4, verse 8, and it says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We had our staff away day about two weeks ago at the beginning of this term, and I had the privilege of um, sharing with the staff team about my favourite painting. Again, we were talking about being known and loved by God. So this evening, I would really love to share this with you. And it's a painting by the artist Charlie Mackesy. You may have heard of Charlie Mackesy. And it's called Known. I just love it. It really speaks to me of the father's love. The girl is looking up and she knows that God loves her. If you look at the light on her face, it's really beautiful. And I often gaze at this painting and I find it so helpful in reminding me that the Lord loves me amazingly, incredibly, very much indeed. And this evening I would love us just to spend a few minutes now reflecting on this painting. Let's ask God to reveal to each one of us how much he loves us. Ask God to show you how he has been generous to you and how he loves and cares for you. And then ask him how you can share his love and care and generosity with those around you here in this church but also in your homes with your families with your neighbors and friends at your school, your work, in the community of Claygate. Ask him to love you and speak to you. 
And after we've done that for a few, just for a minute or two, I will pray. Lord, I ask that you would reveal to each one of us how much you love us. Thank you that we are known and loved by you. Please let us realize just what a generous and loving God you are. Please give us your heart today. We ask that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, with your love, with your compassion, with your generosity. Remind us of the incredible role model, your Holy Spirit. Become a loving and generous community at Holy Trinity, reaching out to all in Claygate. Lord, we can't do this on our own. We can't act as if we are without your Holy Spirit powering us on. Please fill us now as if we were pulling into the garage. Equip us for what you want us to do with those around us at school, college, work, with our neighbours and our friends. Help us to be your ambassadors. Please work in us and through us. Help us to be your hands and your feet. Please remind us regularly to spend time with you to be filled with your Holy Spirit and to know your love and generosity to us so that we can share this with those around us. Remind us that this love is not just about how we feel or what we say, but what we do as well. Lord, you long for us to love you, Lord, our God, with all our hearts, souls and minds. The first and most important commandment. And secondly, you long for us to love our neighbours as ourselves. We pray for a mighty work in Claygate. We dare to pray for revival here and that you would use us through our love and generosity which reflects you to encounter, celebrate and share God's transforming love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.